Welcome to the Tea with Brie. I'm your host, Brie. Thanks for listening. The Tea with Brie podcast is focused on deep, honest, and vulnerable conversation. Each week, I sit down with a different guest in order to have those conversations. Every week, we'll start with my guest's bio and intro into how we know each other, and then we'll go into a deep dive conversation about whatever topic they brought to me that week. This week, I am solo. I am joined by me, myself, and I. Um, I want to start out by saying... Happy belated new year. Happy new year. Um, I have not picked up a microphone and hit record for this very beautiful podcast and this very treasured space in a very long time. Um, and I wanted to let y'all know why and what's been going on the last few months since around November 2021 to today, which is January 24th of 2022 um, because these last few several weeks and you know a few months several months have been a doozy for me so yeah I want to start out by just saying thank y'all for your patience and your support a lot of folks have reached out asking what's been going on because I haven't put a edit uh, put an episode out in a while and y'all know I'm a stickler for <laughs> a weekly show but um to start a few months ago, I had an editor who was the freaking best Blaine. Thank you so much. Um, but Blaine went back to school. And so I went back to editing on my own. And so that got really busy. And then I also started working for myself full time in September of 2021. I quit my job with the Austin Justice Coalition, which I loved. I was a dream job, but I realized it wasn't my dream job anymore. And so with the support of the team and support of my family and friends, I decided to step away and go back into consulting full time. So I've been doing that since September of 2021. I took a road trip across the country. Um, I left Austin September 8th and got back October 10th-ish. Um, but yeah, I just needed to get out. Um, for those of you who are into astrology, my moon is in Sagittarius, which is a fire sign. So I love traveling. I love changing up my scenery. I like constant organized chaos because also my Taurus rising is just very organized. And then my Pisces sun is just very loving and dreamy. So I decided to go on this cross-country road trip. I haven't been on a cross-country road trip by myself in a very long time, probably when I went to Colorado in 2018. So I just wanted to get out and, you know, this was before Omicron came. So I was able to go to Nashville, um, see my friends, Tori and Heather, who live out there, go to Philly and see my friend Kaya, go up to Boston, see my friend Bree, spent some time in Connecticut, where I'm from with my family and friends, 
went to Jersey to see my friends Meg and Noah, who have been on the podcast. They moved there a couple of years ago. And then I came back. So I just needed to get out of Texas, experience the Northeast, experience the open road. Um, I drove by myself and drove like 13 hour days, um, got into a mini car accident, which I've not fixed my car yet. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just needed to, to change pace. So I was able to go and do that and work from home. And yeah, it was just really something that my soul needed. And I didn't realize it until... I took this trip with just, just how bogged down I have been, um, just feeling very overwhelmed. And for anyone who suffers from seasonal affective disorder, um, I get very depressed in the fall, um, typically around November when the weather starts to finally get really gloomy here in Austin. But in September, I was just so sick of summer. Um, if you live in a Southern state, specifically Texas, you know, it's just like summer never ends. And I needed to experience something else. So I was really happy. I was able to go up there and, and do that. Um, and then, uh, you know, fast forward to around a couple days after Christmas, um, my grandmother, who anyone who knows me knows that she is the best. Um, she got she went to the hospital. Now, I lived with my grandmother for six years. She's my mom's mom if you don't know, my mom passed when I was 15. So to be able to live with my mother's mom was just such a gift. I got to know my grandma as her own person versus just as my grandma. She was very cool. Um, and I say was because she passed on the 7th of January of this year. And it was probably one of the hardest losses I've ever experienced. Um, I've lost, I've been going to funerals since I was like 11 years old. So I am no stranger to grief and loss and mourning. Um, I think I've talked about it on the show here before. Um, with my mom's funeral, it was really a celebration of life. I really held it together. I didn't really cry. I think I was such in shock. Um, then my really good friend, Nick passed when I was 24 and that was a really hard death for me to deal with. I think I've mentioned it here before, but I really had such a tough time coping with that and just would drink all the time. I was just in such a dark place when Nick passed unexpectedly. Um, but this, I, this death, this passing of my grandma is just something I never thought I would like what happened. I think it's how a lot of people, never think of like our parents passing away. If you haven't experienced that, that's how I felt with my grandma. Like she was just everything to me. She was, yeah. So, um, I got, I just got back to Austin actually last night at midnight. Um, I was home for 10 days and got to reconnect with family, see some friends, um, celebrate my grandmother's life. Um, I'm really excited grateful that she is she's buried right next to my mom and my grandfather um they were together forever they were 16 years apart so and my grandfather passed in 2008 so the sort of cosmic spiritual relief of knowing that my grandmother is back with my mom and my grandfather has been such a beautiful way to kind of lean into this grief as well. But yeah, this was, this was also a really great trip for me to reconnect with family. Um, 
if you've listened to the show for a while, you know that me and my dad had a falling out when I was 18 and we haven't really talked to each other since then. We didn't, we actually didn't talk for six years. And so being home and really just trying to always get perspective when I'm back in Connecticut while trying not to regress, which if you moved out of your hometown or even your home state and you go back and you kind of slip back into who people expect you to be. For me, I sleep, I slip really badly back into people pleasing. I just kind of always want to keep the peace and let everyone know everything's okay and put on this facade of I'm strong and I don't need anything. But this trip of like having all of my mom's family back together for the first time since my grandmother, um, since her 70th birthday, which we celebrated about 10 years ago, we haven't really all been together since. So it was such a really beautiful reflection of how I've been trying to be so strong and hold it all together, but also I've been keeping people who I really love at arm's arm's length and, you know, talking to family about it and apologizing for it because I was just like, I have to be strong. I have to take care of myself and kind of going through life as like this lone wolf and just doing things on my own. And I realized that I have to let people in. And if you know me at all, you know that I'm very outgoing. I love people. I love storytelling, which I think is a big reason why I have this show. And, you know, I'm really lucky to know to know a lot of people, um, have really close friends. But family has been really hard for me since my mom passed and then with the falling out, falling out with my dad. Um, but yeah, there was a lot of healing on this trip. And I'm really grateful for that and being able to let my family know that I do want us to be closer, that I do want a relationship with them, that I do want people to check in on me, that I want to have more communication. Um, And then it also put a lot of perspective into my friendships, Um, the amount of people who showed up in so many different ways from making me meals to sending flowers to you know, just calling and texting and, you know, asking if I could tell them stories about my grandmother. And, you know, I, I often say like, I know a lot of people, I don't have a lot of friends. And I feel like the word friend is used so flippantly. And for me, a a friend is someone who shows up in the darkest of times and doesn't ask you to minimize your grief in order to make them more comfortable. They let you show up authentically in a space that has been created to be safe and brave for you. And so, Yeah, I'm just so grateful for the friendships I have had and who continue to show up. Um, And yeah, that that's kind of where I've been. Um, I also feel like I need to tell you all that I asked out a dude who I was (laughs) really into Um, and he was very polite. But for sake of purposes, he said no, was very flattered, Um, wants to still be friends, which is totally fine. But I did something that scared me. And if you know me, I decided to not date in 2020. I've talked about it here before, but that was the first time I've asked someone out in a very long time, if ever. Um, And it didn't kill me. And I feel like, you know, this year I've been really focusing on abundance and elevation, which are my two words of the, of the year. Um, I actually did a workshop on my Instagram about setting intentions and goals for the new year. And I do that by picking a word for the year first. And so, yeah, this year I'm just trying with, I'm focusing on abundance and elevation. And I picked abundance because I feel like 
I have gone through so much in my life. Like I've mentioned, you know, losing my mom, not talking to my dad, dealing with an eating disorder since I was around 12 years old, um, suicidal ideations, um, having trouble with coping, setting boundaries, moving across the country. Um, and, you know, I look at my life and, you know, I, I think about how much, how differently it could have been. I think about, you know, if I didn't have people who showed up for me, if I wasn't born into where I was, I know the word privilege is kind of a hot topic term right now, but I I did. I mean, I had two parents who both worked, who owned our house. I grew up in a very diverse city where I like learned how to ice skate and swim in gym class. I started taking a second language when I was super young and I knew all the neighbors up and down my street, like my next door neighbors, they were literally the Brady's like their last name was Brady. Um, And yeah, just being able to grow up in such a diverse place and a place of such privilege and, you know, the things I've been able to do and accomplish and have access to. And, you, you know, just really reflecting on life these last couple of weeks and just realizing how abundant and how lucky I've been even in the darkest of times. And so I think for me, it's just really taking the time to slow down and just realize how truly blessed I am. And I think also since my grandma passed, like really questioning my religious beliefs again, Um, if you've listened to the show, you know, my godfather is a pastor. So I obviously saw him when I went home and we had a really great conversation. I have to get him on this show because I could obviously talk to him for days on end, but every time I go home, him and my godmother just give me such nuggets of, of, of true knowledge and patience and things that I need to hear constantly. Um, so it's a long winded way of me saying, um, looking and focusing on abundance and, ele- and elevation this, this year. And for me, elevation is really just trying to get to the next level, really pushing myself, really trying to get out of my comfort zone, really trying not to live in fear. Um, and you, I feel like I've said on the show before, but my godfather has this saying that has now become our family mantra. And it's, you have to see yourself beyond where you find yourself. And so for me, you know, really also leaning into his notion of it's not rejection, it's redirection. And just really trying to have faith in the things that I can't see, really trying to believe in God or Jesus in the universe or fate or destiny. Um, that is what's meant for me will not pass me. And it gets so hard as a, again, a person who, whose trauma response is control, who likes everything planned out really in advance, who, you know, has all these ideas of what life should look like for her. Um, really just trying to let go and, you know, let go and let God, but let go and just let life happen and stop trying to plan everything out and just trying to stop having expectations of what I should have. And also knowing that like, and I think learning this really early in life that like life doesn't owe you anything. And, you know, some of us have to work twice as hard to get half as much. And that can be because of racism or misogyny or homophobia or ableism or, you know, the whole gamut of things we face as people. But also knowing that like I can work my ass off and, you know, for a long time I was vehemently against, you know, handouts and, um, and clout chasing. Like, I think right now everyone is like so obsessed with like having this large following and like having all this space and, you know, we, 
we can see how that can have such a dire effect on your mental health and you know comparison is a thief of joy and just feeling this need to like constantly look like these people on the internet or I have to be doing this and this and that in order to be successful and I just want this I want us to all know that like success isn't linear right like I feel like I'm successful although some months I don't know how I'm going to pay for my rent and some months you know I feel like I'm a a quote failure because I'm not married and I don't have kids and you know I feel like everyone else around me does and yeah just really taking a look back and just realizing how blessed and fortunate I actually am and the elevation of just knowing that there's still so much more to come like the saying like the best days are still ahead of us or the best days still haven't happened yet and yeah, I just I just want this year, you know, we're going into year three of this pandemic. Started in, you know, end of 2019. We're now going into 2022. And just really knowing that life is too short and that tomorrow is not promised and that there's just so much stuff we take for granted. And I don't want to do that anymore. My year, my word for 2020. One was gratitude. I wanted to be grateful for something every single day. And actually, Shelby bought me a gratitude journal. I have to start writing and I haven't done that yet. Um, but yeah, I just think if if I've learned anything these last few months, it's just to be so fucking grateful. And I am so fucking grateful. Um, even in times that are super hard, I'm still trying to find gratitude and not like toxic positivity because that's not a thing I lean into at all if you're having a shitty day you're having a shitty day but a bad day doesn't mean a bad life and that there's always tomorrow to try to make a change and make things different and I just I just want so much for all of us I just want us all to win and I mean that so deeply I feel like there are people who gatekeep who don't invite other people in who refuse to make space who take and take and take And, you know, I just, I don't subscribe to that. I just want us all to do well, which I know is like a very positive outlook on life. Um, But yeah, um, so this year I'm focusing on doing things that scare me. Um, I'm doing things that I want to do. So it's obviously more traveling. I have a couple of like virtual workshops I'm doing over on my Instagram with friends, just because I feel like, yes, this is a great medium that I have here, but also, there's so much stuff that happens over on Instagram that I feel like a lot of people aren't tapping into and I feel like I'm not sharing enough over there. So I just want to kind of give them some of this Brianna love as well. Um, and yeah, one of the, I'm going to say it now so that I can be held accountable. Um, I know we're still very much in this pandemic, um, but I was able to go see a performance at the Zach Theater back in December before we kind of shut everything back down. And it was a new take on a Christmas carol. Yep, a Christmas carol. Um, and it just, if you know me at all, you know I grew up being able to go to New York, Connecticut and New York and Jersey, the tri-state area. Um, but I was able to like get on the train or get on the bus and go and see live Broadway shows. Um, and I'm also a theater kid at heart, not to be that person, but I got most talented in high school. Um, out of a class of 800, I was what it most talented, which... I feel like it says a lot and I'm very proud of that. I also got more most sarcastic and I also hold that deeply. Um, but yeah, one of the things that I want to do this year is to just 
sing more and not feel judged for it. Um, I'm very lucky in the fact that I come from a very musical family and my godfather, my godfather, my grandfather got me into singing. He was always singing when I was little. Um, there's this gospel song that goes like, I love Jesus more than silver and gold. And he sang that forever, like all the time. Um, and then I also grew up in the church. So like my godfather plays every instrument I feel like in the world. Um, then I was able to like do chorus and theater and dance. And, you know, I was able to do some theater in middle school. And I think I had one play in high school, but then I got involved in other things. But now that I'm older, I miss musical theater. I mean, I think I watch every music I've watched every musical theater movie turned movie um possible I'm actually about to watch Jeremy Henson today um yeah I'm just trying to do more things that scare me I'm trying to do things that I never would have done before I'm just you know I want to go to London I'm supposed to go to Greece this year if I can get a passport and this pandemic calms down um but yeah I just want everyone to who is listening or if you felt any sort of connection to me in this last oh my gosh two years that I've done this show um that I'm rooting for you and I support you and we may never meet in person but I really do appreciate your support I appreciate your messages and your reviews and you sharing with people and sharing it to social media and just really finding something in this show that really speaks to you and so yeah I just wanted to hop on and let y'all know what I've been going through and let you know that the show is still happening even though I've taken like a three-month hiatus um but I have a really I have some really exciting guests coming up um that were recorded in 2021 and then I'm getting the lineup for this new year ready to roll I've got some people already booked to record with this week actually so yeah, I just I just want to say thank you. And I hope that this year treats you really well. I hope that we all stay healthy and happy and that we find the joy we've been looking for. Um, and I know I have to answer the question. So the what is the best advice you're ever given? What's a piece of advice you'd give your younger self? Um, the best advice I got on this trip home these last 10 days when I was home, um, I sat down with my godfather and my godmother and they've been married over 30 years. They have four kids, three grandkids, plus like me. And we have, they have another goddaughter. Um, so they've basically raised like six children, almost 10, if you count their grandchildren. And my godfather and I were talking about when you're looking for a partner and he made the comment of like when he started dating my godmother that he knew that he was ready to start looking for a wife and the things that he was really focused on he wanted someone who would make a good mother he wanted someone who was independent he wanted someone who could be chill at home but then also be super fancy but then also be fun and you know hearing that and talking to him as you know a person who is very independent who knows who she is who comes from this very loving family has a lot of friends who people see as intimidating, who is still unpacking a lot of societal trauma. Um, You know, I am black and a woman and queer and not quote thin Um, and really unpacking what that's been meaning as far as dating goes and telling him the woes of dating apps and how I hate them and how I refuse to be on them. 
And he made the comment of you can't make someone look for you when they're not ready. And he said this in a way of like, you know, he was, he wasn't ready to start looking for a wife until he was ready to start looking for a wife. And I think so many of us try to change ourselves to fit into the mold that we think other people want us to be. And so that this last trip has just caused me to breathe a little easier, let some things go. And know that like we are all deserving of legitimate love. We deserve partners who are going to love and respect and support and challenge us. We are deserving of the, I, the family that we want, the job that we want, the things that we want in life. And I don't know, it was just something really special about that conversation we we're having about, you know, being ready when it does come like, right. Like not holding on and waiting to things. Like if you want to go and see the world, but you're like, I want to do it for, I want to wait until I meet someone. Well, who knows if, and when you'll meet someone. Right. And so I think for me, it's just been really sitting in that of like, you can do things on your own, which I know, but I think I want to remind people that you can do all these things and you are allowed to have your wildest dreams. So that's it for this week's episode of the Tea with Brie. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at the Tea with Brie. Send me an email at the Tea with Brie at gmail.com and visit the website at the Tea with Brie podcast.com. Don't forget to follow, rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. As always, a special thanks to Mama Duke for the theme music. And I will talk to y'all next week. Bye.